Welcome to Monster Crush, the podcast dedicated to monster lovers. We aim to explore folklore, culture, and stories surrounding cryptids and the paranormal. One of us knows too much, and the other knows too little. And along the way, we make fun of ourselves, learn something new, and find our monster crush. Hello. Hello. Ellie has food in her mouth. I'm sorry. You pressed record at totally the wrong moment. I know. It was a, it was planned. Wait a minute. I'm nearly done. Choo, 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 choo. Swallow, 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 swallow. That's what she said. Wait. <laughs> what? What? No, that I mean, does she not could. work. Yeah, she could. She could. <laughs> oh. It was like a snowball situation. Yeah. Hello! Hello everyone, welcome to Monster Crush. Hello, welcome to Monster Crush. Hello, episode 5. I can't believe we're on episode 5. How are you, Heavenly? I'm good. So good, so ready. It's like our child's fifth birthday. What's the big five-year milestone? Definitely potty trained by now. I should hope so. I don't know, I don't have... In preschool? Uh, yeah, I think so. Making friends? Yeah. <laughs> Kissing all the boys? Or girls. Or girls. Both. Mm. Or no one. Did I ever tell you about children. How, how my mum got called into my kindergarten? No. Yeah, she got called into the kindergarten because the um, the kindergarten teacher or whatever was like, uh, uh, your your daughter is, uh, she's uh, kissing all the boys. Aww. Yeah. Couldn't help it. Did the boys' mothers get called in as well? No, no, no. Victim. Victim blaming? Wait a minute. I was the one doing it. Oh, you guys weren't kissing each other. No. You were kissing them. Yes, I was like chasing them and kissing oh, them. Oh, Ellie, that's not cool. I was fucking fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, no. I know. I'm a terrible person. I what hope you've learned your lesson. I have. I have. Good. I don't kiss anyone now. Great. That's the, that's the way to make up for it. Yeah. Just gotta stop. These, these lips stop. are behind bars. They're not made for kissing. <laughs> no. They're made for telling stories. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Don't say too many nice things today. I'm okay. so tired and All emotional. Right. I'm like this far away from crying. I'm holding my fingers up and they're very, very close together. Oh man, I just started playing a new game yesterday and I started crying as soon as the intro scene came. What was it? I started playing Darkest Dungeon. Uh, never even heard which of it. is like a turn-based RPG um, and at the beginning it gives you because you know like I like to play role-playing games of course and I like to play role-playing games where I can save everyone which mm-hmm. is why I don't talk about the event that happened in Mass Effect 1 because in my mind it never happened <laughs> everyone is safe and so the beginning of this game I was recommended it and it looks really good it's like a horror RPG where you're exploring these dungeons and that sounds the, right up your alley I know and then at the beginning there's this box of text and it's like in darkest dungeon you will fail and your heroes will die (laughs) this game saves constantly so everything you do is permanent there is nothing you can do but move on and like i'm like (laughs) (laughs) like what's it trying to say about your life heavenly and then i lost one of i lost my first character and i was really really upset i go and i visit him in the graveyard like after every mission (laughs) God, this, like, is, this is for you. 
Do you sing him songs? No, I haven't. I don't know. I'm I'm a very like s- solemn and silent mourner, mm-hmm. so I just sit on his gravestone. And... Manish, just just hang on. If I it's let her the out, demon herself. if I let her out, she's just gonna come back in. She just hates it when doors are closed. Yeah, because then that means it's the possibility she's being denied. Yeah. All right. Well. Shall we talk about some monstery things? Yes, but before, actually, I wanted to give a shout out to Lonely Cryptid Media. They're on Instagram, or excuse me, they're on Twitter, at Lonely Cryptid, and they're also on Instagram. Definitely follow them. They're currently working on a dating sim that's called Troom V Date. That's a Star Trek dating <laughs> sim where you play as Dr. McCoy on Valentine's Day. Oh, Sounds so incredible. They have some of their artwork posted on Twitter and definitely check them out. And they're hoping eventually they'll be able to make a cryptid dating sim. Yes. Where you're playing as a cryptid hunter that's searching for the Wolpertinger in a small town in rural America. Although the town seems welcoming at first, it soon becomes clear that the people have more secrets than they're letting on. So definitely check them out. What they're doing seems really, really cool. Yeah, sounds awesome. They don't have a Kickstarter yet, but they said to follow them on Twitter for any updates. Yeah, so do it. Do Do it. it. At Lonely Cryptid. At Lonely Cryptid. Capital L, capital C. Is that important for Twitter? You know, I never know. I'm I'm not sure it is, but it looks nicer if he's capitalized. Yeah, for sure. So wait a minute. Mine 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 either. Fuck capitalization. Yeah, she she got out. Did you not hear the door like (laughs) squeak really ominously as you were talking about the cryptid dating? (laughs) Alright, so this this week we asked our followers to pick an elemental theme Mm -hmm. and they went with dirty. Dirty. I wanna get dirty. It's about time for my arrival. Three R's. Dirty. Oh, that's such a great song. I think you went past the copyright infringement. We have oh. to cut that. <laughs> we have to censor you. Christina Aguilar is going to sue us. Oh, wouldn't that be amazing oh, to God. be able to say that? Yeah, it would be amazing to say. Yeah. But it would also be expensive. True. All right, so we're going dirty with three R's. Oh, sorry, we're going dirty with four four R's. Because we're one better. We are one better. So I thought, what better than worms, bugs, and snakes? Nice. I mean, those are dirty. Mm-hmm. Can't think of anything dirtier. But first, let's talk about the elements. Oh. Oh. Manoush is just licking her bits in front of us. <laughs> so way back, like way back, like way, way back, a mm-hmm. long time ago. Yeah. They used to believe that things that made you sad and sick were one of your four humors being out of whack. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know this. Yeah. Too much of one or a deficit of another. Anything that upset the natural balance within your body. Yes. Well, I just, just before we started recording, I actually got in breaking news that that isn't true. What? Yeah, so you're hearing it here first. Okay? It's not the four humors that affect your state. No. No. Way. There's a Swiss alchemist. His name is Paracilius. He's saying that this isn't true. I love this guy already. He's saying that what actually creates illness is not anything within your body, but forces acting as agents against your body. Holy shit. Imagine that. I know. These forces are halfway between flesh and spirit, and they are the elements. Wow. Yep. Oh, this is going to be a good one, guys. Started strong. (laughs) We're starting with breaking news. (laughs) Each element has an assigned form. Water is represented by the Udine, or the mermaid. Uh-huh. Fire by the salamander, which is my favorite. Air by the sylphs. 
and Earth by the Gnome. Gnomes. As humans, we have all four elements inside as well as surrounding us. And we have an immortal soul, but we were all created by God. We are meant to live in balance. When we don't live in balance with nature and by extension the elements, that's what makes us become sick. Okay. All right. This all makes sense now. Wow. (laughs) The world, suddenly, everything is in alignment. So I think I'm like trying to think when I was reading this, what element must I be out of whack with? Mm -hmm. And definitely earth because earth is about like wanting to be better and like working hard and I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be better, but I also don't want to work. So definitely out of whack with my gnome self. What do the others represent? Salamander of the fire is going to be like force, like strong nature temperamental you know yeah dedication Uh. definitely out of whack with that uh (laughs) the water would be like harmony fertility um lovingness definitely out of whack (laughs) out of whack with all the elements well this is the week that you reveal that you're actually not made of the four elements no i'm made of the fifth element umami isn't that a type of bean? The fifth taste. <laughs> what is happening right now? You know, there are the four tastes, and then there's the elusive fifth taste, umami. What? Like, what do you mean, like, sweet, salty, su- sour, sweet? No, wait. <laughs> sweet, salty, bitter. Well, there's sweet, yeah. sour, yeah. bitter. Yeah. Oil? Nice. <laughs> anyway, Potato chips. Anyways. There's, there are definitely more than four tastes, but I think for a long time people were like, oh, there's only four tastes. And uh-huh. then someone was like, there's the elusive fifth taste, the umami, which is like chicken. We could ask Dalton. He's okay. The, he's yeah. the master he, he on knows. taste. But anyways, we're not talking about tastes. We're talking Why did about I think elements. umami were beans? Like edamame, maybe? Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. All right, so so what earthy earthy creatures do we need to live in absolutely absolute harmony with? Well, gnomes, evidently. Yeah, well, there are a few of them here today. Oh! Yeah, and they're hoping to score a date. Okay. So singleton number one um, is actually a bit of a throwaway because I could only find one paragraph about them and zero additional sightings, but they are so incredible. And the image they conjure up is, is too good to pass. Right, hit me with it. And I, I can't even do a, a just retelling, so I'm going to read directly from the cryptids page. Okay. This is a direct quote. Okay. What, from the gnome? From no, the cryptids from the page. From the single... Oh. For, yeah, from the cryptids page to our first singleton. All right. Okay. Here we go. Hit me. Sighting? Was that with an <laughs> question mark at yeah. the end? No. Sighting? Sighting? According to the witness report... As he was traveling through the forest, he heard a quick and numerous galloping noise. It was then that he got a clear sight of a horse that had eight legs, positioned like a spider's. This is Sleipnir. This is Odin's horse. It's not. He has eight legs. Oh, does he? Yeah, Sleipnir. No. Well, this is not him. But there is an explanation. Okay. Explanation? Question mark. <laughs> it might have been possibly a regular wild horse that had a twin that did not develop fully and then learned to use the extra appendages to its advantage. What? <laughs> what? 
And I like, I like the suggestion that not only is this a horse that perhaps had a twin that is attached to it, but that it learned to use the extra appendages. It's like, well, brother, them. <laughs> if you're just going to be dead weight at the, my belly with your extra legs, I'm going to use, <laughs> to utilize these legs. That is, it's like, okay, that is... Okay, this is our fifth episode, and that is the most ridiculous thing that's ever come out of your mouth. It's <laughs> amazing. It's like it's tapped into evolution. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it was born, and it like saw the matrix expand, and it was like taking pieces, and it's like no, this is not dead weight, and it was moving it to its own like body, and it's like this is an advantage. It's so weird. Okay, who saw this guy? Who is he? A lumberjack. Okay. No name. How high was the lumberjack? The lumberjack claims that he gave chase on his own horse, but they were too slow. Because his own horse didn't have eight legs. Exactly. Four legs are slower than eight. That's our new motto. That's just a fact. (laughs) That's all I have for singleton number one, but I just couldn't, I couldn't ignore it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, what I'm imagining is really quite majestic. Really? Because I'm imagining something very horrifying. Well, I, well, like you said about like Sleipnir and like Odin's horse, he has eight legs and... Are they positioned like a spider's leg though? No. So this, because they're positioned like a spider leg, which I then imagine... Which means they're the kind body, of like coming exactly. out, right? So like the body's kind of like lower and then the legs bend <laughs> out. So it's like... Okay, that's that is gross. Okay, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Okay, I give I give you that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell you his name. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Now let's get into the real the real. Okay. Let, now let's be serious, guys. Yeah, we're okay. getting to the real candidates let's here. Let's be serious. So singleton number two. We're gonna take a trip down to the sandy dunes of the Gobi Desert, Ooh. and you'll run into our next singleton. Or rather, you may walk right on top of them. Laying in wait beneath the sand, this three-foot-long worm is red in color with spiky protrusions at both ends. Okay. It is important to note that worm is the English translation of their name. And in fact, they're probably more like a snake Uh with rugged, leathery skin and a spine. Uh Uh-huh. So it's in like worm, it's in like what? Y W Jesus. No. no. W Y R M. Yeah. No, not like that. Oh. And they, after I spelt it so beautifully wrong, you had to shoot me down. The the English translation is worm, W O R M, but it's just because it's we didn't know what the what it was. So we're like, it's a worm. It's a great worm beast. With a with a spike at each end. <laughs> just a classic worm. It could be, you know, because Oops. You know that worms, it's supposedly if you cut them in half, they grow back? Yeah, totally not true, but sure. If you cut a worm in half, you're just killing a worm. Sometimes they grow back. There's some types of bacteria that look like worms that when you cut them in half, they grow back at either end. When was the last time you cut some bacteria in half? I personally do not, but I know that a lot of people that's their living. Biologists? (laughs) (laughs) I know what you do. You just stand in a room and you cut... Things in half. half. Does this grow back if we cut it in half? Let's right. dye it purple. <laughs> How many fruit pastels can it eat? Uh, <sighs> it's a call-out post for the C. elegant. I know you! What? You grow back. I told you about the C. elegant. 
No? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little worm that has like a three-day reproductive cycle so you can learn its generations. Yes. When you cut it back, mm. it like grows back. It's like, bleh. Yeah, you, you can die in a different that. color. So wait a minute. So if you cut this red spiky guy in half, he grows back? That's what I'm wondering because he has a spiky protrusion on both ends. So I'm wondering if maybe one of them got cut in half and then there was something wrong with the grow back process. And so he accidentally grew back. Two butts. To one side. You know, maybe his head, I don't know which side was normally the spiky protrusion, but maybe he grew back two of one. <laughs> He's got a butt on each end. Let's, let's not pretend the anything different. <laughs> but he has a spine. Mm-hmm. That's very strange. Well, like if he was a snake, he would have a vertebrae. Yeah, of course. <sighs> That's how snakes work. <sighs> Stop it. Stop it. Um... Right, do we have any encounters with him? They don't appear I'm to sorry, actively I shouldn't, hunt I shouldn't him assume down. gender. Right. The, do we have any encounters? Because there's multiple. There's, this is a whole group, so there are mm-hmm. men and women. Or, I don't know. Whatever's in between. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Anything. There are mushrooms that have like 727 genders, so we don't even know. They don't appear to actively hunt humans down, but they do have formidable capabilities. Mm-hmm. They can spit poison and mm-hmm. electrocute their victims. <sighs> Damn, son. <laughs> I imagine so, he has so like they've a got taser shock, mouth. They've got poison spray and shocking grass. I imagine it's like a, a taser mouth. <laughs> or taser butt. Considering taser butt. Exactly. Got a butt it's got a taser end. end. <laughs> Although there is no evidence of their existence, <laughs> there are a lot of stories in the surrounding regions, and locals in both China and Mongolia have attributed strange deaths of humans and livestock to them. Hmm. There have been expeditions across much of the desert in hopes of finding them, but every single one of them has come up empty-handed. Shocking. There are no skeletons, no fossils, and no photos. Still, stories are spread far across the surrounding region, and many people claim to have first, second, or third eyewitness testimony. Okay. I mean, you. I know you've seen Tremors because I watched it with you and that was such a glorious experience to be able to be with you as you first experienced Tremors. I myself have seen Tremors probably a hundred times. Mm-hmm. The Graboids are supposedly based off their likeness. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was such a great movie. Such a great movie. Kevin Bacon. And that other guy. That other guy. Who's, who I love, but whose name always escapes me. He was kind of, he was kind of hot. Yeah, with his jeans and his white shirt and his, like, dad vibe. Mm. His, like, sexy, like, dad vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> to all you sexy dads. <laughs> oh, that, that is a great movie. Everyone, everyone should watch that movie. It's on, it's on Netflix, so you literally have no excuse not to watch it. Indeed. So, okay, so those guys are based on double butt dude. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. nice. Well, the thing is, I've, 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 seen, I've seen what they're capable of in Tremors. Um, and that makes me a little afraid. But they didn't have the electric, electrocutive, electrocutive, electrifying capabilities <laughs> as they did. It's true, but they, but they, but they had the tongue. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, they sucked down that whole car and stuff. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. They were very big in that movie. Yeah. Very, very big. Mm-hmm. That's why they caused such tremors. Uh, 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 uh. All right, change of scenery. Okay. We're moving away. For Singleton number three, we're heading to the bracing mountain, bracing mountain air of the Alps. Oh, nice. Skiing? 
Cool. Yes. So there are many of them, and they come in both male and female. Apparently, they do have gender designations. They're shorter than the average human, and they're covered in fur with icicles hanging from sections of it. And they have large, flat feet that help them traverse across the snow. Oh. They can walk, ski, and dig through the snow. They can walk and ski? Mm-hmm. And dig. And dig. With Get a man feet. that can do everything, I right? I know. Their traditional dress is also white and has a unisex design, so it can be difficult to tell <laughs> the men and women apart at a distance. Mm-hmm. Is this a yeti? No. Oh. They are very happy creatures that sing and dance. Aww. And their young live very carefree lives protected by a network of elders that all help to raise the next generation. This seems like a very intricate society. Yes. Um, so who has infiltrated them? What anthropologist has studied their society? <laughs> well, actually, they live too far up on the mountains. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> and they, they, Classic. they hibernate if it's above zero degrees. So they only come out in very cold weather. Very, very cold. Zero degrees is in Celsius? It didn't or? say, which oh. makes quite a difference. You, right. I imagine, though, that it is zero degrees Fahrenheit because that is freezing. Wait, isn't zero degrees Fahrenheit? Zero degrees Fahrenheit is 32 degrees Celsius, freezing. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I'm so stupid It doesn't make today. sense if they're both zero, then why would there what, be different? What am I thinking of? At one, at one point, Fahrenheit and Celsius are like, are this, they cross okay, over. Okay, I'm Googling it. Okay. Fahrenheit. We can cut this out. We can cut this out if we have to. Celsius. Oh, I spelled Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. 30, oh wait, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is zero Celsius. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. <clears throat> Okay, Fahrenheit to Celsius, when are they equal? Here we go. They are equal minus at... Minus 40? It doesn't. Oh. Yet minus 40. Oh, see, I, you I, right. I knew that was at some point when... Oh, wait, hold on. If you can't remember the number, there's a simple algebraic method no, to find the answer. No, stop. That's not true. No. That's not true. No. Oh, here's the super simple, super simple Let's method. Let's have a look. Oh. Fahrenheit equals C times 9 divided by 5 plus 32. <laughs> So simple. So simple. So simple. I literally, I don't know what maths is, so. so. Okay, so as soon as it gets to them a touch tropical, they fall asleep. Yeah, they, they hibernate. Well, they don't fall asleep, they hibernate. It's a little more purposeful than that. Well, are you They're sure? not like, oh, it's so warm. I just need so a nap. <laughs> and they're hiding deep in the Alps. Yes. They have caves. Okay, but... Okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah? But who's seen them? I want to okay, know. Okay, This is... So, they are shy, and they do avoid other creatures, mm -hmm. but they have been known to help stranded humans. Aww. But because they do live, like, way up hella high on the mountain, so if you were to see one of them, that means you're way far up Shit's Creek. You're essentially <laughs> on the top of a mountain below freezing weather. <laughs> okay, but, but obviously... Somebody has found themselves in that situation, managed to make it home, and has been like, oh man, this like amazing, intricate tribal society of fluffy, <laughs> ha fluffy happy, flat-footed people live they up the mountain. They back to, to health. There have been a few that have been captured <gasps> because they've been mistaken for yetis. But they always die if they're brought within, below the tree line. Oh, that's so terrible. Yeah. Who's doing this? Yeti hunters 
fucking Yeti hunters. They're I so want, I want pictures. I want... There are no pictures. I want analysis of the remains. They disappear. Oh, for fuck's sake, They're people. very elusive. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you've captured one and you're bringing it and then it dies, you don't go, oh, well, it's dead, and then just, like, throw it away. Why not? It's quite a lot of dead weight to track back down the because mountain Because it would dead. be, like, a scientific or maybe they discovery. Eat it, you know? What? <laughs> they cut away all that lovely fur and just eat it. They wear insides. it. Glorious robe. Listen, I can't tell you what these people are thinking. I can only tell you the facts, and the facts are that we have none. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm starting to get the... To realize this pattern with these sightings and whatnot, that, like, everyone who's seen one, any type of cryptid, is an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, also, a lot of these... if A lot of the cryptid sightings are very scary situations. Yes. Like, if you saw... So, let's say you're a lumberjack. Okay. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Get into character. Get into character. I'm I'm wearing my flannel shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You are... I'm wearing my dungarees. Yeah, you are. So, you're halfway there. You just need the shirt. You are underpaid. (sighs) You have no sense of nutritional value. So, you just eat, like, sawdust. (laughs) Whatever you can get your hands on. Okay. You probably have no teeth, if we're being honest, because this is like the 19th century. Uh-huh. You are probably missing fingers. Uh-huh. You are not represented by any of the few organized labor groups in the United States because you are considered to be unskilled. You're probably illiterate. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> You're walking through the forest. Walking through the with forest. With your horse. With my horse. Forest. Oh, no, there's an eight-legged horse over there. <laughs> you hear a sound. You've just gotten off probably a 27-hour shift, <laughs> being real. You're going to go back. You're walking to go back to the shared lodgings that you share with other lumberjacks, Giggly. where you all hang your dirty socks inside, and it just smells like socks all the time. There's probably <laughs> one toilet for 70 of you. Uh-huh. You don't have a toothbrush. Well, I don't need one. I ain't got no teeth. <laughs> you have some teeth. You have molars. Okay. <laughs> for chewing. You're very tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, yeah, that's true. Right. And you hear from... And you're in the Pacific Northwest. It's a very mysterious place. It's very foggy. There are lots of trees. You know, it's a it's a temperate climate. It's a, it's a tropical forest. Mm-hmm. There are chipping bird sounds. All of a sudden, everything goes silent. Damn, what's there's happening a, there's a here? There's a bird outside, but it's not, it's not actually. Okay. And out of the darkness, you hear what sounds familiar at first, because it sounds like a horse clopping. But now it sounds like two horses clopping in perfect <laughs> synchrony. <laughs> and then you see a giant spider. <laughs> And uh, uh, all right, all right, I get your point. <laughs> you go to church every Sunday, and now you're seeing a giant spider horse. <laughs> but I did just come off a 27-hour shift. Right. You probably think that this is Satan. How do we know it isn't? Exactly. So you think it's Satan. Okay. And you're afraid. Okay. Okay, but For this, your immortal soul. This roleplay situation whilst it's been delightful doesn't explain why if they're bringing these happy furry things down from the mountain and then they die they're just like uh okay okay we'll do another one then (laughs) okay you're a yeti hunter okay wait a minute 
I'm in character. Okay. You're a Yeti hunter, which means that you're probably a white guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You go to mountains of which you cannot physically traverse because you're so weak and frail. And so you hire (laughs) very low values, local people to carry all of your shit. Take my shit. Yeah. You call them Sherpas. Hello. You pay them nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. They are required to go ahead of you, Mm -hmm. scout the area, set up your tent for you, Mm -hmm. cook your food, Mm -hmm. and then if they die, you leave them behind. So they take you up the mountain. They take you up very, very high. You've done no work. You're very tired. (sighs) Yeah. You're losing... It's hard to breathe. It's very tiring. Because your little tiny lungs can't... A little tiny white man lungs... You see what you think is a Yeti. Yeti ahoy! You get your Sherpa to kill it because you're... Sherpa, kill Yeti. (laughs) Sherpa kills a Yeti. On the way there, the Sherpa has seen the bodies of many of its friends that they just leave on the mountainsides because it's too dangerous to recover them. Uh Soon the Sherpas will revolt and Uh you will be killed. Oh my goodness, this is getting terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well then instead of killing the Yeti, I befriend them and then I have a Yeti army with which to defend myself. No, you didn't think of that. here's what happens. You think that the Sherpa is going to kill the Yeti, but the Sherpa instead kills you. <laughs> this all got very weird very quickly. As the Sherpa returns down the mountain, it says that you, white man, mm-hmm. very bravely killed the Yeti. Mm-hmm. but were grievously injured in the process. Mm-hmm. Both you and the Yeti died before you made it past the tree line. Mm-hmm. And because the Sherpa couldn't possibly carry both of your bodies, mm-hmm. it chose to leave the Yeti behind mm-hmm. and it instead brought your body back. So mm-hmm. your For my wife and children. Closure. So really what we have is a very integrate... We have a very integrate... Integrate? We have a very... Intricate. We have a very intricate plot between <laughs> Sherpas and our friends here to protect a mountain. Okay. So that's why. Okay, I if take, you think I, about it. Jesus, okay, Heavenly, I take everything back. If right? you think about it, it makes sense. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. <clears throat> next one, next one. Let's move on to our final singleton. Okay. This one is actually not an animal, it is a tree. <laughs> Which is about as earthy as you can get if you think about it. I nearly just spat my iced coffee all over my laptop. A tree? Yeah. Okay, well, okay. I'm listening. The I'm most- sorry. I'm not going to ask any more questions because we're going to, then I'll be the okay, lumberjack again. <laughs> the most famous tale comes from Africa, mm-hmm. but there are stories in South America as well. This tree has a short, thick, pineapple-like trunk (laughs) with branches that extend upwards and Uh are used to entangle prey. Uh The branches are thin, about six feet long, and constantly in motion, writhing in the air above the trunk. Uh Uh-huh, that's terrifying. Our first written account comes to us from Carl Lichy, a German explorer who in the late 19th century visited Madagascar. Mm-hmm. The tree was thought by the Makoto tribe to be the work of a witch doctor, mm-hmm. and Carl claimed that they would offer sacrifices to the tree to keep it placated. What did they offer? In a letter published in 1874 in the New York World, he writes, 
I can't do a German accent for the entirety of this text. Go on, try a day. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm getting into character. I'm getting into character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Entschuldigung, Sie bitte. Entschuldigung. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay, now we're okay. just entering like super okay. bad territory. Hang on, my German what does he say? The slender, delicate palpi with the fury of starved serpents quivered a moment over her head. Then as if in with then as if instinct with demonic intelligence fastened upon her in sudden coils round and round her neck and arms. Then while her awful screams and yet more awful laughter rose wildly to be instantly strangled down again into a gurgling moan, the tendrils one after another, like great green serpents, with brutal energy energy and infernally rapidity, rose, retracted themselves, and wrapped her about in fold after fold, ever tightening with cruel swiftness and savage tenacity of anacondas feasting upon their prey. That's one sentence. Germans like long sentences. Yeah. Uh, that is horrific. So they, like, gave a person to the tree, and the tree, like... Ate it, yeah. Well, I know who I'm not going on a date with. <laughs> Carl stayed in the area for three more weeks and continued to study the tree, and he claims that he found a smaller specimen throughout the jungle. Of the same tree? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. After the story ran in the New York world, it was picked up by the South Australian Register... And then again retold in a book by former governor of Michigan, Chase Osborne. In 1950 feet... 1950 feet. In 1950 feet. In 1955, Willie Levy, or excuse me, Willie Lee. And Willie Lee is actually like a very famous scientist and there's actually a crater on the moon named after him. Willie Lee. Mm -hmm. He published Salamanders and Other Wonders and exposed that there was no such tribe as the Makoto tribe. Oh. And said that this account had to have been fake. Well, <clears throat> considering that man-eating trees aren't a thing, um, I'm going to say he was probably right. Willie Lee has actually also published a few other books about... He, he made quite a few forays into cryptozoology because he's very interested in zoology and biology. Uh, and wrote a couple of books about how so many of the cryptids that we know or though at the time they called them legends and mm -hmm. myths uh probably came from real animals and right was, but he also then wrote about like astrophysicists and like rocket science and uh, rocket science like whatever uh, and it's named his name's on the so he was he was smart he was a smart guy yeah. he was smart he was a smart guy the South African version, oops, excuse me, this should be South American. The South American version is similar in appearance and behavior, but has vines that are spread across the ground like a net. Mm -hmm. And a written account by J.W. Boyle in his book Sea and Land tells us more. Sea and Land. This marvelous vegetable minotaur. <laughs> Can you please call me that? Now, can that now be my name? Uh, You'd be like, you marvelous vegetable minotaur. <laughs> it's such a great, great name. This marvelous vegetable minotaur is represented as having a short, thick trunk, mm -hmm. from the top of which radiate giant spines, mm -hmm. narrow and flexible, but of extraordinary tenaciousness, the edges of which are armed with barbs or dagger-like teeth. 
Instead of growing upright, so this is where it differs from the mm-hmm. Madagascar version. Instead of growing upright, these spines lay their outer ends upon the ground, and mm-hmm. so gracefully they are distributed that the trunk resembles an easy couch with green drapery around it. Oh, that sounds well nice. The unfortunate traveler, ignorant of the monstrous creation which lies in his way, and curious to examine the strange plant, or to rest himself upon its inviting stalk, approaches without a suspicion of his certain doom. The moment his feet are set within the circle of the horrid spines, they rise up like gigantic serpents and entwine themselves about him until he is drawn upon the stump, when they speedily drive their daggers into his body and thus complete the massacre. The body is crushed until every drop of blood is squeezed out of it and becomes absorbed by the gore-loving plant when the dry carcass is thrown out and the horrid trap set again. Wow. One angry vegetable minotaur. <laughs> but it's like it's like a really angry pineapple. Mm-hmm. A very angry pineapple. Very angry, very big pineapple. And if you think about it, when you eat pineapples, they do kind of burn a bit. Yeah, but that's because they've got that enzyme in them that digests mm-hmm. flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do these giant pineapples. Oh my god. That's it. Whole worldview changed. These are just giant pineapples. I'm never buying a pineapple ever again. Yeah, it's trying to kill you. Yeah. If you were to let a pineapple just live in your house... <laughs> it not would... rent-free. Come on. No, of course not. But it would inevitably eat you one day. Mm. It'd be one of those things where, like, slow... it would get slowly bigger. Yeah. And then months later, you would just kind of think, like, is that pineapple bigger? But it would have happened so slowly that you would have become <laughs> acclimated to the change. Yeah. And then one day you would come home and your couch would be in a different location. And you would sit down And I would be like, it. oh, thank you so much, giant pineapple. I've been meaning to move the sofa for so no, long. No, the giant pineapple is the sofa. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look at this nice new sofa. And I'd be like, thanks, Ollie, for buying a new sofa. And then... Yeah. <laughs> And as you sit down on it, you realize that Ollie has also sat on it, but he's now a husk. Oh my goodness, this is terrible. This whole episode has been so traumatic. This is a very roleplay heavy episode. I I love Ollie, okay? I don't want to imagine him as a husk. If you had Manoush there, she would have protected you. Really? Yes. Would she? Manoush would not tolerate a giant pineapple encroaching (laughs) on her territory. Isn't that right, Manoush? Where Where is she? Hiding. Yeah. <clears throat> She's been having lots of fun because there's so many boxes for yeah. her to sit in and eat. Yeah. She loves to eat boxes. Oh my goodness. There are some versions in Nicaragua as well that are more more like just vines without the trunk. But okay. have similar structures where they kind of hang down and if you walk into them, they scoop you up and drain you of your blood. Nice. That's, that's um, what I got for you. Well, okay, so this this last one mm-hmm. um, with the one in South America, when was that written about? Who, uh, who, who 1887 wrote? is when he published the book. 1887. But he didn't say, it didn't say when he saw the... So some crazy, crazy shit, my dude. Okay, well... <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, I think, in all honesty... This is such an easy choice. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Okay, first of all, spider horse. That is old spider legs. Old spider legs? (laughs) 
Yeah. That's what they came up with. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, I mean, I mean, I was that lumberjack for a bit, and to be honest, I don't think I could have come up with anything more exciting. Yeah, a photo <laughs> again with the photos. That's really cool. It's just a horse with spider legs. Yeah, but 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 see, it doesn't have in this in this artistic rendering. It the, doesn't no, 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 have this hooves. Photo. This photo <laughs> that I took. It doesn't have hooves. No. And it should have hooves if it was making a galloping. Well, sound. exactly, and especially if it was the explanation. Was that uh, he'd like ingested a twin and then decided like started using the other legs? But it's it's like it's a cool looking monster though, and he has a great name. His old spire legs. All right. Well, um, I think he would be fun to have as like a mount, not quite so much as a lover. Right. Fair. Yeah. But as a friend. Yeah, I think we could get along pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Well, number two, which is the snake worm, mm-hmm. that's the Mon- Mongolian death worm. Mongolian death worm. Oh, this photo is very realistic. Yeah. Oh, it's like a big, like, lychee. Yeah, explain it, explain it. I feel like we haven't been explaining the photos recently. Okay, well, it's this photo, this photo. air quotes, um... He, Anything's a photo, really, nowadays. Yeah. Um, he's, like, a twisty... He looks like a Cheeto. looks like a Cheeto. Worm, but also kind of a bit like a weird vegetable. Like a carrot. Yes, like a carrot. Like a long carrot. And then, like, at its head is one of those, like, round moors with hundreds of teeth. That's kind of really leechy. Not lychee. Those are tasty, but like like leeches. Kind of looks like a lychee. Like some no, of his segments. No, if you were to just look no, at two of doesn't. the segments. <laughs> have you ever seen a lychee? You just look at some of the, yeah, they have the like segments. If you were to look at some of the segments, it could be a lychee segment. Lychees don't have segments? Yeah. What are you talking about? It's like the round segment. It's like... Uh, okay, yeah. Alright. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's like a big red death leech lychee. Mm-hmm. I, that's literally what he is. What's his name again? The Mongolian, Mongolian death, death worm. worm. Well, I know you're going to go with, with number two, three, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Happy, furry, caring. Okay, well, I'll show you his photo last then. So the fourth one is the man-eating tree. That's what he's called in Madagascar. Yeah. Or the Yativio, which is the I see you already tree. I see you already? Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. Ew. Kind of cool, though. Yeah. It's like um in Harry Potter. That tree? Yes. Did that one eat children? Sure, why not? Okay. It ate that bird in the movie. Mm, which is like a child. Yes. And so, uh, all, all creatures are the children of the elements. So I imagine that you're going with number three, which is the bar, barbagazi. Let's have a look. Ah, look at that guy! <laughs> <laughs> this is so cute. It's like a really adorable cartoony illustration of like an old dude with a beard and very big teeth, like skiing. Teeth. He doesn't have any teeth. Feet. I'm yeah. sorry, I meant... 
feet. I'm very tired. Like skiing down a mountain. It looks like so much fun. Yeah. Imagine how cozy you'd be. Let me take you to his wonderful cave where he lives with his extended family. Yeah. And you know, and you'd be introduced to the aunts and uncles and all that kind of stuff. And you'd, I don't know, make necklaces mm-hmm. out of beads. Yes. Out of snow, icicles. And then I would have, like, the most beautiful, hairy children. <laughs> and then you could kill any white man who came upon your land. <sighs> you have to. You have to protect them. Yeah. That sounds so great. Oh, so I... Oh, yeah. You could be like, you could be like, oh, I saw the yetis. Oh, uh, uh, help me, please. This way to the yetis. Oh, I, I'm so weak. So cold. <laughs> and then jump up and, like, have this huge spear and then, like, skewer them. Yes. Yeah. And then they'd be like, but our tribe is non-violent. And then be like, it's, it's war, bitches. Okay, actually, I'm not going to go with number three because oh, okay. I would uh, uh, corrupt their society. Oh. You think that they don't like to kill? Maybe they do. I Right. I mean, just because they're happy doesn't mean that they're... <laughs> Maybe we're meant for each other. Yeah. I'm going with the Buddha Burloshlubid. What was his name? Barbagezi. Barbagezi? How's it it written? Barbagezi. All right. Nice. And I did just want to let our listeners know that there's a really great documentary called Sherpa. (laughs) 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 That came out in 2015. If anyone is interested in the totally unfair working conditions of the Sherpa, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. watch the documentary. It's very alarming. The way that people treat Sherpas. Uh, and the way that their land is totally destroyed so people can say that they climbed Mount Everest. Do you know what I really, really hate? Super privileged white people. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop just, going just, to places that aren't yours. Just stop it. Just go home. Drink a cup of tea. Just right, you know? Ugh. Spread love, people. Like, not to say that you can't explore. Obviously, everyone should explore. But, like, if someone is like, hey, this land is actually really important to us, and every time you go up it and go down it and you fly your helicopters in this, like, very delicate ecosystem, you're kind of destroying it for people to be like, but then I can't say that I climbed Mount Everest. It's kind of like a a moot point. Yeah. People are just cocks, so... Don't be a cock. Just don't be a cock. Don't be a cock. I think that's our message for yeah. today, isn't it? Don't, don't be a cock. And if you see a cryptid and you're too afraid to give us a real testimony, while Ellie may judge you, I will not. <laughs> I just... I, I, I want some super, super hard evidence. And I know that would then mean that they're no longer they're a cryptid. They're no longer a cryptid and we wouldn't talk about them. I know. And, and, and that's... That's where I'm stuck. Like, I want to believe, but I need evidence. I'm... I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Though, actually, I read an interesting report uh, recently, just a couple of days ago, that one cryptid that's pretty well known in Australia is the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. You know, and the Tasmanian tiger obviously was real. And yeah. the last one was thought to have gone extinct in <laughs> captivity in, I want to say the 60s or 70s, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been reports that there are still some Tasmanian tigers alive in the wild, which right. is why it's classified as a cryptid, because it is considered to have lived past its extinction, extinction point. Date. Yeah. 
Um, recently, there was footage, home footage of someone's security camera where they caught a creature that was walking around on their, an animal that was walking around on their property, and it looked a lot like the Tasmanian tiger. And so this has renewed efforts of people who are saying that the Tasmanian tiger is not extinct. Hmm. Interesting. But then he's no longer a cryptid. If, if they're able to prove that they, there is still a population in existence, then correct, he would not be a cryptid. But oh, well. it would be cryptozoology that helped. It would. That's what we do. Cryptozoology. We're here to help. We're here to help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's that's the that's what I got for you this week. Fantastico. Oh, and just just as a heads up, so Ellie is going to be traveling. Yes. She'll be in Leeds for a conference, and we were hoping to be able to do kind of a backlog of episodes, but with our schedules, it just wasn't possible to meet. No. Um, I mean, the the unfortunate thing is, is that we need to sleep. Yeah, and, and do other things. During so. the day. Um, and I have a lot to do ahead of this conference, so... So there won't be an episode with Ellie, um, but I am going to post some type of special episode. So we shouldn't be any episodes behind, but this will be the last episode that you hear Ellie until July. Aww. So everyone wish her good luck in Leeds. Thank you. Maybe I shouldn't say where you're going. In England. <laughs> <laughs> no, I already posted on Twitter. I was okay, going to be in Leeds. All right. And, um, yeah. Well, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Twitter if you don't already. We are at monster crushing um it would also be super super duper awesome if you could leave us a five star review on itunes that really helps us to find new listeners and bring more people into this super exciting world and our giveaway is still going on until july 1st that's right do not forget about the giveaway the book is beautiful i used it for this episode holy shit for the gnome part the gnomes. Gnomes. For Priscilius. 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 Oh, the, the guy who the was like, Swiss no. Alchemist. Yeah. He was like, it's the mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> You're not crazy because of your yellow bile. It's the mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> the gnomes. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Every website I read about him was like, he was a great scientist. I was like, okay, but he did also say that gnomes make you crazy. So, like, <laughs> so let's you know, maybe, I mean, like, I know that we're moving away from the bile system, but also, like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, then, uh, I look forward to coming back and recording more Monster Crush when I am back from the UK. So, until then... Good. Stay thirsty. Goodbye. <laughs> Don't be Wait, a cock. Is, is stay thirsty. Is that someone else's catchphrase? I feel like it is. Stay hunting. What? Stay hunting. Stay what? Stay hunting. I have no idea what is happening right now. Stay curious. Don't die curious. <laughs> stay in disbelief. Knit fast. Die warm. Are you knitting your own death vessel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm turning this off now. <laughs> uh.